Yo, this is Joe. And this is your boy, Eli. Welcome to another episode of the Awful Wrestling Podcast. On this week's episode of the Awful Wrestling Podcast, we're going to be reviewing AEW, Raw, and SmackDown. So let's get into it. Let's get it. into SmackDown? Yeah, let's get it. Okay. It started off uh, with the in loving memory of John Huber uh, honoring the passing of their Luke Harper, but he's really Brody Lee in AEW. I thought it was nice. Um, they definitely probably could have shown like a video clip or something, just honor his time there. Because I feel like they do that with a lot of different wrestlers that do pass. They have a video clip of what they did there, but we got that for Pat Patterson too. Yeah, like technically, I guess he's signed with AEW, so they can't do that, but they technically could at the same time because they still own the property of the name Luke Harper and the Wyatt family. So, but it is what it is. Right. And I'm going to get into something like that later when we talk about AEW uh, when Jericho mentions Eric Rowan. But uh, yeah, SmackDown started off with that. And then I think it started with the, the Roman heel promo. It did, yes. Yeah. So Cocky Roman is easily one of the best sales in the company right now. He's got to be. <laughs> when we made the top five list, I rated him number four, but it wasn't necessarily in order. Like, he's definitely much further up there because like, yeah. right now he's carrying the entire company. Like, he's carrying yeah. the brand, I guess. So, like, I put mine in order because for the first half of the year, he wasn't heel. Right. And I didn't enjoy the character so much. Gotcha. But for the, like, last five or six months, he has been heel, Roman. I've, I've loved it. And it's enough to make up for the year. <laughs> right. He, last year wasn't really too much as far as wrestling. And, I feel like his character like really ended off the year well to where it was better than anybody else throughout the year. So yeah, and then I think in this in this promo, like for some reason, SmackDown's promos don't feel scripted. Like Raw's promos feel scripted, but yeah. SmackDown for promos just sounds like it's just. And this one, what he was telling KO, he had his time in the sun. He was like, "You had your time in the sun. You experienced <laughs> the island of relevant <laughs> relevancy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he uh. Yeah, he definitely gave it to him in his promo. Um, I liked it, but he was like, I, I was generous enough to give you a giant payday. I hope your wife and your kids had a good payday. It's done now. Did you have a good Christmas? <laughs> yeah. Did you have a good Christmas? <laughs> yeah. He was coming for him, though, bro. Yeah. But, uh, decent opening promo. Like, actually, I didn't mind this one. Um, yeah, and I, I think- like I like how he started it off, and he was like, uh, 2020's been a rough year, but uh, we made it work. <laughs> I was like, that's such a hell thing to yeah. say. Like, everybody had a miserable 2020. And he's just like, yeah, terrible. we made it work. We made it work. It was good for me, though. Profitable. <laughs> and then yeah. when he was like, uh, he's like, hey, Oos, why do you think that I wear this gold glove? Because everything I touch turns into greatness. <laughs> I was just like, yo, he's going ham. <laughs> he be on one with these hill promos. Like, that's what I'm like, it doesn't, it does, this doesn't feel scripted at all. Yeah, like, he's just coming up with off. that. He's having fun. He's got to yeah. be having fun with that. And then he's amping up Jay Uso. Like, I made you better. <laughs> Main event Uso. All you had to do is listen and understand how my brain works. <laughs> it, was, it was great. Roman's a and then here comes KO coming out for new beatings. <laughs> More beatings. <laughs> like, bro, give it up, bro. Give it up, KO. Consistently taking a beating every week. We get that you die hard right now, but, like, just, just give it up, man. Just give it yeah. up. He's yeah. the roach that won't go away, like Roman said. Yeah. But I think um, – so, like, after this, they had uh, – was that the Big E and uh, King Corbin match? Yes, it was. Yeah. Big E with the Brody Lee armband coming out rapping for his boy. I like that. Respect. Um, yeah. So I, I I will I will say this. So like, of course, in the match, you know, it's Biggie and King Corbin and, you know, Sammy interferes and then Apollo Crews come, comes from out of nowhere. I do not know why this man is there. Um, yeah. They try to tie it in and say like, oh, well, Apollo helped Biggie in the uh, last week in the um, what was it? The lumberjack match. I throw mm-hmm. in Sammy back at a ring, but like that's kind of his job. So like, yeah, <laughs> I don't get why they just. I hope they just not throwing two black people together. Like I didn't. I personally didn't get it, but <laughs> I didn't get it. But um, I don't know. Maybe this is giving Apollo a push. Like if 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 so, I'm kind of here for it. 
I feel like Apollo mm-hmm. is like he's kind of like in that U.S. title spot where he hasn't really gone anywhere since he beat Lashley for the U.S. title. Like, um, he's he's impressive, but it's like he's kind of stuck in this spot where he's just you know he's just he's just not really going going anywhere. You know, so yeah, know. he's just stuck in one position. Yeah, it was weird because like Sammy was out there. And they already had like the Sammy and Big E thing going on, and then Sammy was all bitter on commentary talking about Big E, and then they already kind of got Baron Corbin involved or King Corbin involved with his people, and for that I was like, okay, maybe they're moving towards Big E versus King Corbin, Corbin. for a storyline now. Like yeah. I feel like that would make sense. Like he beat Sammy, like there's no need for Sammy anymore. Like right. it's it's over with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Sammy's just gonna win it back, which I don't see that happening. And then Apollo comes out for the save to help uh, Big E and then it just turns into a tag match and I'm just like they just Teddy Long it they Teddy yeah, Long they, they Teddy match it. after break I'm like why and it just didn't make sense and it's like Apollo's whole thing was that he was a lumberjack and he helped <laughs> him win his title and it's like you did your you, job <laughs> like you said like you said like he did his job like you're a lumberjack you that's what you're supposed to do like if literally case, anybody literally anybody in that match could have came out yeah <laughs> if, if that's the case then everybody does a title shot then i was involved in the match like right. it's not just you that means angel dawkins montez ford deserves title shots like what it, it didn't make sense it didn't make it it didn't make any sense yeah, and then, but I think from this, like Apollo did actually get a win. I think he had like a sit out power bomb. He got a win. Um, he did, yeah. It's he's probably gonna end up losing to Sammy in the end. Like I feel like they added Apollo to the mix to kind of give Sammy somebody to beat, maybe. Um, yeah. And that's about as far as it goes. But I can't, even though you know, like backstage they said like next week uh, Biggie was issuing an open challenge and um, Apollo accepted like already. He already accepted. And so yeah. it's going to be a title match <laughs> next week for the IC title. But it's like, I don't know. hes They're just kind of throwing him a random opponent and maybe giving somebody for Satan yeah. too. So it doesn't feel like it's a long time. Yeah. I'm just happy that Apollo's getting TV time, if yeah. anything. But I don't know if this is, like, the right feud because it's like we can – Biggie just got the title. Like, he's not going to He's not going to lose it. Like, not to you, not, bro. <laughs> not to him. No, not to this guy. So I don't know. He needs to be – Pope Pimp and Cruz. That's what needs to happen. That's another that's, that's another, another podcast. podcast. That's another podcast episode. Yeah, you know I mean? But yeah, <laughs> and then I think from here we have what Billy Kay and Tamina um versus the well it, it was and initially it looked like it was gonna be Billy Kay and Tamina, and then Natalia yeah. comes out and it's it's Tamina and Billy Kay versus Riot Squad. So um yeah, so this Billy Kay gimmick is already going nowhere and now it's going in like the opposite direction because now nobody wants to team with her she went from having a tag team partner yeah. to nobody on the roster wants to team with you because you keep losing so i again i don't get why we broke up the iconics to do this and why we're just going to continue to do it every single week you know? yeah i don't know i was also confused when she came out i was like oh, okay like maybe her and samina is actually a thing now and they're going to do something with billy k and like she's like but then it was also like you broke up the iconics just to put her in the tag teams. Like I feel like I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Like, why? Why do this? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, she's the manager for them two right now. So is this the direction she's going in? And then like halfway through the match, she starts cheering on the Riot Squad yeah. and then taking credit for their victory. And it's like, yo, Billy Kay just looks crazy right now. Like, I hate it for everybody I don't know what involved. The is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the purpose is for her right now, but like she definitely could have stayed with Peyton Royce. Like I don't. This makes zero sense right now. Yeah. She just looks crazy. Yeah, I mean it's kind of entertaining. I mean it's not a terrible gimmick, but it's like it doesn't benefit. Yeah. It doesn't benefit anybody. You know what I mean? Like at the it end of the day, it. nobody in that match moved forward. Like regardless of who won, can't even remember. Yes, yeah, you know she could be doing something better. I feel like, yeah, even if it's like the funny role, like at least something different than just being like the butt of all the jokes. Like I don't know. Right, I'm almost here. And I didn't care for it. <laughs> yeah. Same here, bro. And then uh, I think we had Bianca and Sasha who like teamed again for like the, I think they teamed last week, but Bianca and Sasha versus um, Bailey and Carmella. So mm-hmm. it was for me, it was a good match between these four. Like, um, I mean, they don't really have bad matches. Uh, there were a few good, yeah. a few good spots. I like, like, um, like last week, Bianca was using her hair, you know, for the tag, but this week she tried it. And then she ended up uh, using her hair to throw Bailey into the steps, you know, Actually, yes, I actually yeah. like that spot. Um, Reginald actually impressed me this week. Uh, <laughs> Backflipping back off the apron. Like, yo, okay, he had some athleticism and did something other than getting beat up. Yeah. Like, it was decent. Yeah. 
I was watching and I was like, did he just do a backflip? <laughs> like, okay, all right, Reggie. I see. You. I was like, did he come from NXT? Is this actually a wrestler and just not just a right. ballet? Like, I started looking. He got to be a wrestler. The way he'd be selling some of them spots, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but then it's like, he'll do something kind of cool and then Sasha just beats the crap he'd out be of him. He'd be getting a brakes okay. beat off him. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha be beating the brakes <laughs> off that man. They should, they should have a separate rivalry. But um, <laughs> yeah. and I was. I was watching it and I was like, okay, like, what's next for this? Like, is there going to be another tag match again next week? Yeah. Like, I'm, and, are Bianca and like Sasha just like a like a team now? Yeah, like I'm. I would, I'm wondering when she's going to be like, all right, I want the title shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and it's like Sasha leading towards Royal Rumble right now. Looks like Sasha's going to be doing nothing, of course, because like she's the champion. She's not going to be in the Rumble match. All these other people, all these other people probably are. What is going on right now? Like, shouldn't they be in a feud with one another? Right. Like, it didn't really make too much sense as far as that but I, I enjoyed the match i thought it was cool but i just felt like it could have been better if they had sasha singles. and bianca leading towards like a single yeah. feud to where they wrestle at royal rumble and then that's like what sasha's doing and bianca's doing something she has a title right, shot i feel the same way about just, the oscar and charlotte thing like okay you, you team them but yeah. they, why why isn't the, the women's championship not being defended like we've not had a we don't have a main feed for the women's title right now you know I mean? um, yeah. it feels like one of those things where it's like it's gonna be a week a week away from royal rumble and then that's when they're gonna pull the trigger on both of those, right. and it's gonna be like, I don't want to be your partner anymore. I want your title. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's too late. Y'all could have spent all this time building it from jump from the beginning of January, but you wait until a week before the rumble to like make them hate each other, and the match doesn't mean anything because like they were just friends two weeks ago. Yeah. And so, then I so I don't know. out of nowhere, they just had Sonya Deville return. Um, I love how they had they they had a loser leaves WWE match with Sonya and Mandy like at SummerSlam. Like that was like five months mm-hmm. ago. And then now she's returning five months later, like nothing happened. Like Corey, I think she was walking, like they showed her walking backstage, and Corey was like, She just got reinstated. I'm like, okay, how? Like that that doesn't <laughs> that's not how it works when somebody like gets fired yeah. or they have a loser leave. Like those matches don't even mean anything anymore to me. You know what I mean? Um yeah, and it was might as well as just like okay, well she left for five months and now she's back. Like okay, I mean I'm cool with her returning and stuff and like getting like, like yeah. coming back for whatever she wants, but it's like bruh, that match was so it meant nothing. But cool. yeah, they could have did it better to where because I know she was on Raw originally, yeah, because she was going against Mandy Rose, and then I guess like this means she's hired on SmackDown. I know I think she, she was on I think she was on SmackDown when they had the loser leaves WWE match actually. And I think, got yeah, it, got it. I don't, I don't know. Something, something happened, whatever. She's back and it was a loser leaves WWE and she's clearly back in WWE. Uh, that's yeah, awesome. I don't know. It's, I wonder what's next for her. Like, are they going to have her be like this serious character now? Is she going to be going to get Sasha just to lose? Just like Carmella did. Right. Like, like what, are, what are y'all she, doing with this? Don't person? put her in a title for you. Cause she just got back. Uh, and if she doesn't, if yeah. she doesn't win, she goes to the bottom of the roster. Slowly build her right. up. And I think next we have what the Street Profits celebrating the celebration of 2020. Um, so, I mean, what do you think? For me, this wasn't it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. Um, yeah. They're always the Street Profits are always doing the best they can with what they're given. Like you know, what I mean, like mm-hmm. I low key was like, I thought this was gonna be like a WWE shop ad in the beginning when they tried to show <laughs> the the Sami Zayn shirts, the IC title shirts. Oh, I yeah. thought they were just using them to like sell some T-shirts. Um, mm-hmm. I think that this made. Rude and, and Ziggler, I mean, yeah, Rude and Ziggler look kind of legit, like legit, legit heels, like, but they need to win the titles, like, to be taken seriously. I was, like, just watching this, like, okay, like, they actually had to take the belts off the profits to to make this, like, kind of move on. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, that's what I thought about this segment. I thought, I thought they were entertaining, as they always are, but it just seems like Vince is kind of like, hmm, what, what can I do this week? This will be funny. Yeah. Let's just have them do this. Like, let's just throw them this because they're funny. And it's like, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like, why are you having up other people's stuff? You yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, it still doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I didn't know that Dawkins could play the drums. That kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> got me. Like, okay. Like, he's multi talented. All right. I see you. I don't know how this applies to wrestling, but it's cool. <laughs> you play the drums. <laughs> it's the new year, I guess. You know what I mean? You're being festive. And I just felt like with Dolphin Rue, like, it seemed like they're just hating. Like, they're just hating on the street profits they don't have really any claim to the titles for real it's just like they feel like they deserve it but it's like why do you deserve it both of y'all are as single competitors y'all weren't that successful what makes you think you just deserve a tag yeah, that's that's why i was saying they have to like, win it otherwise it's just like all right this is just dragging yeah me. So, they gotta yeah, win it they gotta win it and then 
maybe they cheat to win and then the street profits win it back eventually. Like that's the only way it makes sense for them to keep coming back after the. I'm cool profits. with them winning it at the Rumble and keeping it for three months and then losing it at Mania. Man. That's cool. Yeah, to transition it over yeah. to someone else. I'm just glad that Robert Roode is doing something. Same, bro. Same. He's actually being Same. used, even though he deserves more than he what does. he's doing. Um, but yeah. next thing we have what Daniel Bryan and Otis versus Shinsuke and Cesaro. Um, it felt like a to me it low key like so Daniel Bryan and Otis has felt like a random pairing, but I I kind of like it. Yeah. I mean it felt felt random, mm-hmm. but I kind of like the I kind of like more so seeing Daniel and like Chad Gable like in an Alpha Academy stable, um, almost mm-hmm. like a Team Alpha, but like not as I mean Team Angle, but like not as serious. But um, for me mm-hmm. for this like I don't know um, Cesaro is like too underrated. Uh, I feel like Shinsuke and Cesaro must both be leaving the company because they keep getting put in these situations where they're just kind of like doing the job for like whoever. Um, the the match was the match was good. I mean, I think that Cesaro ended up catching like Daniel Bright like in a suicide dive and then turned into like a, a lifting uppercut. Like I think that's why I know that he was uh-huh. underrated. Um, I really hope they go to AEW though. <laughs> like I really, really, really yeah. do because it's like this is another week with them. I wouldn't say jobbing, but it's just you know, it's just a losing streak. Like they're why even put them in a tag team yeah. if you're not gonna give them the tag team titles and you're just gonna have them lose like every single week consecutively. You know, I don't get it. Yeah, I feel like they should do the Drew McIntyre tour. They leave for like five years and then come back and then they're this new built star Chisel. and they're taken more seriously. Yeah. Especially like with Cesaro, like bro, like he has all of the attributes to be a great all star, but they don't really press the button all on him. So <laughs> he just has all these random gimmicks, like the cyb- Swiss Cyborg, or he has the James Bond gimmick, and it's like do something with him, with, with his character, like make him into something. But I just it was it was a decent match for the most part. Otis is entertaining per usual. Um, Cesaro was pretty good in the match. I don't know how I feel about uh, Daniel Bryan and Otis doing the hip exercise. Yeah. <laughs> like the little yeah. clip issue. I was Whoa. like, what is this? But okay, yeah. I get it. Y'all are uh, trying to be a joint team. I get it. Build some chemistry. Um, but when I was watching this, I was like, what is the chance that Daniel Bryan wins the Royal Rumble? Because they keep talking yeah. about it. Like he's never They're, won the They've Rumble. made it his main storyline so now. Like this is his thing. Yeah, and it's like, if he wins, is he going to go against Roman? And how does that fare as far as Roman's yeah. character? You know what I mean? Like, how would that look? I mean, I wouldn't be mad at it, but it would just... I'm expecting, like, a Rock versus yeah. Roman thing. And that might just be my fault, because, like, I'm I'm getting amped up off That's of where Roman, our expectations you know I mean? are, but it's are like, right now, so we, we can only see that. Yeah, it's set high for Roman, so I feel like Daniel Bryan versus Roman would be kind of like, eh, unless Daniel Bryan challenged the champion from Raw. I can see them making a story out of it, because a few years ago, I think that's when... Um, when Rome, when people first started mm. booing Roman, is when he eliminated. I think he eliminated uh, Daniel Bryan from the Royal Rumble, or he won that year, or something like that. Um, yeah. it, it was something around that. Either he, I think he either directly eliminated him like a few years ago, but like that's when they legit started to boo him because everyone wanted Daniel Bryan to win the Rumble that year that, um, mm-hmm. that Roman actually got it. So I, I can see that happening. Yeah, I would be mad at it. They'll just have to make sense. Of they got to link it but Since you put it. Yeah, since you put it that way, that's there's some good story to yeah. be told there, especially if they show the stuff in the past and Roman's like, You're the reason why I'm yeah. this way. <laughs> Going in that direction. They booed me because okay. Anyway, um, so I think next <laughs> I was the top star. <laughs> yeah, but um, so the, the main event for this was actually it was what it was main event Uso versus Kevin Owens. That's what I'm gonna call him from now on. Um <laughs> main event Uso. Uso. Hey, because hey. they couldn't tell him apart before him, but he's really shining right now, you know what I mean? Um he is. He's yeah, but really it's it's crazy that Jay Uso can be in the main event and it doesn't feel like this is like ah oh, this is like not a good show because it's, it's Jay Uso in the main event. You know what I mean? But Jay Uso is like really shining mm-hmm. right now. You know what I mean, um, this this storyline has yeah. really pushed him really really far. Um, so this was this match was never close like at all though. Like KO definitely dominated him, and yeah, I think he attacked the leg like most of the match and actually won with a stunner. Um, but the most memorable stuff was, of course, all that stuff like after the match, like him, you know, handcuffing him to the rope and um, uh-huh. like Roman, you know, coming back, coming to his aid. And like they, they absolutely punished KO again this week, right? <laughs> like <laughs> bouncing his head off them LED monitors, like throwing him <laughs> off the scaffold through the table. Like, man, he just keeps coming back for this beating, like, like you said, bro, every single week. Yeah, yeah. For me, when I watched the match, I was like, man, it feels like they're really milking the storyline to get yeah. to the Rumble. 
because it really feels like it's going to be KO versus Roman at the Rumble for the last time. Like, that might be the last part of the storyline. But I feel like the way it ended at TLC, it should have just stopped yeah. there. And they should have then started with somebody else. Match, but yeah, yeah have the cage match. Um, but it seems like they're really trying to milk it for what it's worth. Um, I just I want to see a new opponent for Roman and Jey Uso. Yeah. But it, it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like that right now. But I feel like it would mean more for Roman's character if he's making a bunch of people in the locker room pay respects to him. So, like, one by one, he's just making people respect who he is as Roman Reigns, and then you build up to WrestleMania with something else. But um, I don't know. I just didn't really care for the match. And then the fact that KO won clean on Jey Uso kind of – like, they were – It was never close, though. Like, it was never close during the match. Like, he beat the brace off Jey Uso. It wasn't close, you know? Yeah, but I don't know. I just – I I felt like Jey Uso didn't need to take an L on like this show just for the sake of the storyline. But um, I did enjoy the beatdown of Kevin Owens. <laughs> I'm hoping this is the last beatdown he gets. Um, and then this is just it. Like, he just doesn't come yeah. back anymore. Because <laughs> I'm I'm kind of over him just coming out the same every day with the same promo every week. Just being like, oh, you're a little... Roman, get out here. You're Got family. Roman, week. get out here. Yeah, like, I'm over. just... It's like, bro, it's, it's getting kind of stale already. Like, stop it before yeah. it gets too stale. Um, but <laughs> my favorite part of this segment was Corey Graves. when he was like... Oh my God! Look at Kevin Owens' head being dribbled off the LED screen <laughs> <laughs> like a basketball. Like I was, <laughs> I was so weak. Was. I was so weak. But um, I don't know. Just I feel like with KO constantly coming back, it kind of shows like Roman's character is working, but not really, because like his whole thing is asserting his dominance and making the person understand like who he is. But like KO keeps coming back, so it's like is Roman really proving his point at all? If he's coming back, you know what I mean? Like, why have him come back? He should be done yeah, with So, like, overall, already. what would you rate the whole show? Like, if you had to give it a, out of five? Uh, i give it a two out of five mm, stars. Okay. Yeah. I didn't really find myself enjoying okay. it too much. Okay. Yeah, some of it was just kind of, yeah. Could have done without yeah, some I think stuff. I actually... I think I actually gave it a... It was, like, a low three. I put it... I put a low three on here. Um... A low, a three. low three, the lowest of three. three. Nice of three, yeah. I gave it like a low three. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, kind of the, the pop at the end with you know, KO getting thrown off the stage that was kind of big for me, and then um, yeah. the tag team match, you know, with the Sasha and Bianca. But yeah, I mean, you, you're probably right. It's probably like two and a half or five or two out of five. But I give it a low three. Yeah. So. Yeah, I kind of I rated them harshly okay. this good. week, sure. <laughs> just because like. I feel like with the previous weeks, like, they've been kind of good. And then it got to a point where, like, it just kind of stalled off a little bit to where, like, they started getting kind of rawish. And then now it's just kind of like, what are y'all doing? But I feel like because they're trying to build us a new year and they're kind of more so focused on the new year. So maybe, like, next week they'll get better with it. But I didn't think it was that great this week. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. Know what that means? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how to go from there. <laughs> yeah, I probably should start. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So, up next, we have AEW Dynamite, which is a tribute show to Brody Lee, which is beautifully done. Um, they start off with the ten bill salute that they traditionally give wrestlers that unfortunately pass away. Um, I thought it was very well done. Everybody coming out and showing respect. You had his sons out there, his wife. Um, and you can just kind of tell, like, this show is for Brody Lee, like, yeah. straight from the jump. Much respect um, to AEW for pulling this all together, like, with a limited amount of time. Um, yeah. yeah the, the tribute to all the packages, the video packages they have with Dean Ambrose, A. Kingston, Jericho, like, all that. Yeah, it was beautifully done. And um, it, it was just amazing because, like, I feel like Brody Lee's one of my favorite wrestlers. And I was excited to see what he's going to do in AEW as far as his ultimate character and to see where he would go. And then from the past away, it was very kind of sad for me very sad for me and um i wasn't expecting it to happen i was just kind of out getting chinese food and then <laughs> looked at my phone and i was like oh no like this happened um but you know rest in peace to Brody lee and uh he'll always be one of my favorite wrestlers for sure yeah um and then i think after this they had the tribute right, videos it was john moxley kind of sharing some kind words for Brody lee which is nice and then it went into private party and matt hardy versus the young bucks and coco banner um, what did you think of this match? Yo, Jericho is a great commentator. Like, uh, 
I'm just saying, like during the match, like Loki, I wish he did it full time, but I also want to see him wrestle. Um, so I, you, you thought disagree. the opposite? Yeah, Bruh. I, I thought he was doing a lot, but I wasn't mad at it because it's a tribute show. But I just thought he was doing a lot. I was just like, okay, tone it down just a little bit. There were some parts where he was good, but it was just like, you're a little too keyed up for me right now. <laughs> but go ahead, I'm sorry. Okay. So that was something I like. We disagree. That's cool. Um, yeah. But during the actual match, like Colt Cabana actually stood out to me. He probably surprised me the most. Um, the, the like the hot tag where he did like I think he did a springboard moonsault and then he did like a, a spinning, uh, a swinging head scissors. Like Duke can really move um, mm-hmm. just for his size and everything. Um, he also had like a dope move, like the Chicago skyline. Like, maybe it's because I never really sat down and watched him wrestle. I've heard of him, mm-hmm. I've yeah. heard of him back in the day. I just never actually got to see him, but like watching this, I was kind of a fan of him. Um, normally with these six man tag matches or all these tag matches in AEW, they usually can go on like a bit long, but this, like to me, this wasn't like it was a good, it was a solid opening match. I think the Bucks won with like the indie takeover and like the Superman by Coco Cabana. So, uh, for me, it was a good start to the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of hard. Like, when Coco Bannon came out, he started getting teary-eyed. And I was like, man, I'm in for one right now. <laughs> but he really showed out for Brody. Like, he really showed out for Brody. Um, like you said, the springboard flip he did, I thought that was hard. <laughs> and move. That, for me, it was like, he can move, yeah. And it was like, I like you said, like, I heard his name before. I know he's, like, friends with CM Punk, and he has the podcast and everything. But, like, I never actually watched him wrestling. He can go. Like, he could really go. Um, I just I found myself really like enamored by his style of wrestling. Um, yeah, it was a pretty solid match. I think Matt Hardy he was pretty good in it too. Just kind of uh, him directing like the private party and everything. I don't know where they're going with that. I don't know if he's like just kind of because I know there was one episode where over with or he stole just, the finish. Yeah, he stole their finish or whatever, and like they seem to have a problem with that. So I don't know if they're gonna like have a split where they go against each other or whatever. But I thought it was pretty solid. Um, there was a lot of emotions there for Brody, for sure. And I think that just kind of added to the match. Um, there was a part where <laughs> I think Matt grabbed a chair where he was going to, like, attack somebody, and the ref did nothing. Like, he did not <laughs> take the chair away. Oh. And then I was just like, "Okay, what? What's going on right now? <laughs> like, usually if somebody grabs a chair, you take it away from him. But he was just standing there like, <laughs> what's good? I got a chair, fam. Yeah. So that, that was one part that kind of threw me off, but it, overall it was a good match. Um, I loved his son being in the crowd cheering on the match. Um, and then I think the acclaim came out, which I thought they could have saved that moment for they next week. They could have saved week. that for next week and not this week, yeah. Because it was so minimal versus, like, the whole segment of the match. Like it felt, I feel like it didn't really add much to the match, but they're also probably trying to keep acclaimed in the storyline right. picture of the tag Still team. So. In the story uh, I'm um, yeah. Before we – yeah. And, and before we move on to the next part, I did want to say I did – I know I kept seeing Cole Cabana's name pop up. It's because he's going to be in the, the Retromania wrestling game. It comes out, I think, mm-hmm. it's like next – well, this February. It's um, yeah. it's like the, the successor to WrestleFest, basically. Got it. Okay. That pointed out. Right. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> that's what's up. <laughs> I didn't know about that one, but that's what's up. Oh, no. I think I said – I was sending you, like, a link and stuff on Twitter, like, uh, a few months ago, it's like basically it looks like WrestleFest, but it's gonna be like in PS4. So. Got it. Yeah, and I'm familiar with the game. I really love WrestleFest, so it'd be dope to play that. I just didn't know that Coco Banner would be in there. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they actually got. Hopefully, a... he has those. Hopefully, he has those same move sets he had in that match. Exactly. In the game, that'd be dope. Yeah. But uh, I think the next match from here is what the Lance Archer Dark Order Stu Grayson Evil Uno versus Eddie Kingston Butcher and the Blade. Mm-hmm. So. At the beginning, like, I love uh, Eddie Kingston got on the light and was like, he got on the mic and he was like, Brody, I love you. I miss you. This is for you. But now that the niceness is out of the way, the Dark Order is nothing without you. <laughs> That's so <laughs> Eddie Kingston, bro. That's yeah. So um, the Lance Archer in this match was, like, was actually really impressive to me. Like, I don't know why. Like, maybe, like, in the past I haven't really, really, like, been checking for him. But that tightrope, mm-hmm. like, the tightrope walk he did on the, um, you know, on the top, on the top of the rope. And then into yeah. the moonsault, like man, dude has some. That was skill. tough. That was tough. It was tough. That was, yeah. the best. that was probably one of the best spots in the match for me. And then um, was that water? <laughs> <Yo. I'm> trying <laughs> to run a podcast, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna edit it out. I did not know you did it loud. <laughs> nah, keep it, bro. Keep it, keep it. Okay, um, okay. But, but that uh, the 
but that that tightrope moonsault he did, like Lance Archer, is actually really impressive. And then also, I think uh, Stu Grayson and Evil Uno, I think they hit the taste, the fatality finish in the end. Like I actually loved that. I was actually impressed by by both of them. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the match? Yeah, I thought Lance Archer really showed out when he came out with the traditional Luke Harper gear, which I thought was pretty cool to show tribute to Brody. I thought that was pretty dope. Um, I liked Eddie Kingston coming out, just kind of giving emotion to the match, like coming out just being like, you know, Dark Order's nothing without you. And then kind of being like, what? <laughs> like, Luke, like Brody's our boy, what you mean? And I think that added more of an element to the match to where it wasn't just like a tribute match, but it was like they're also like defending the honor of Brody Lee as well and what it meant to them. So I thought that was cool. Um, I really liked Evil Uno's like wrestling style in this match. Like when he went against Dustin Rose, I didn't really care for him too much, but I thought he was really good in this match. He's very unorthodox, and it's kind of cool to see him wrestling that way. Um, and then I think Lance Archer is just really, really growing on me. Like <laughs> for the past couple of weeks, I was just kind of like, eh, like he's cool, like he's a tall guy, I get it. But I didn't know he could move like that until yeah. this match. So he he really was showing out. Um, like you said, with the rope walking to the somersault, like that was really dope. Uh, I like Uno and Grayson suplex and Lance Archer on the Eddie Kingston. That was pretty dope. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, Stu Grayson had like a springboard DDT onto somebody on the outside of the ramp. And I was like, bro, they, <laughs> they're going hard right now. It was a great finish. I just think it was a really awesome match. It's probably like my favorite match yeah, on the card. Same. And then I think after this, we had the, um, it was what, Adam Page, Alex Reynolds, John Silver versus Ortiz. Santana and uh, MJF. Yep. Yeah. Um, I love how Dark Orders, like uh, Dark Order, just started by throwing the papers at the beginning of the match. Um, yeah, it was funny. Yeah. For me, like just watching the match, like comparing it to the other one, it seemed like a little slower than the first match. But it, for me, it picked up when John Silver got in the match. Um, mm-hmm. It was like it was a couple spots where John, honestly, I think he got his time to shine. Like he did, he did like a variation of the Canadian Destroyer. I don't think I've ever seen before. Uh, oh on yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I noted, like, so it was hilarious to me when um, Eric Rowan, like, well, in WWE he was Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan hits a ring, like, to fight off Warlow, and Jericho keeps yelling Eric Rowan, and like one of the other announcers is like, "Yeah, Eric Redbeard." Like, he's not supposed to say Eric Rowan, <laughs> yeah. but Jericho keeps yeah. yelling Eric Rowan. Like, I don't think you can say the former WWE name because they don't have the rights to him. But Jericho yeah. was like kind of like oblivious to that in the beginning. He just, he just kept, didn't care. He didn't care. It's like Rowan. It's Eric Rowan. Um, yeah. But then also, I think I, for, like, for me, I think I love the spot where um, they had negative one hits uh, MJF with the Kendo shit and stuff, and um, just the entire match. I mean, it was it was pretty solid to me. Yeah, yeah. I thought the throwing papers at first for Brody was pretty dope. I think Brody does that. We throws the papers at the person. I thought that was cool. Um, I think Adam Page looked really good in the match. Yeah. He's kind of growing on me a little bit more, too, just as far as his wrestling style. Um, I think Santana and Ortiz play very well off each other, but obviously they're a tag team, so they're going to do that. But I really like them here. And then John Silver, he really showed out. He's, like, probably one of my favorites now. <laughs> yeah, I remember a couple weeks, like, I was like, who is this guy? Like, I wasn't really feeling Long John? Yeah, Long John, John Silver? Is like, is this guy serious? Yeah. Like, he just looked like yeah. a buff midget to me, but he's actually <laughs> – He's actually really shining right now. Like I can't lie. Like I actually I look forward to watching him like every week. So yeah, his destroyer move on MJF was pretty dope too. Um, and then with the Eric Rowan interference, I thought it was like beautiful for him, like sticking up, not sticking up, but more so like coming out for to defend the Dark Order and to kind of show tribute to Brody. I thought that was pretty dope. But when they when Chris Jericho said his name, I'm like, oh, I don't yeah, think he's supposed to say that one. <laughs> like they didn't have a name for this dude. Like what's his Red real name? Say his real name. Yeah. yeah. Eric Redbeard, it didn't make a lot of sense, but I also understand it for the moment. And then maybe Jericho was just like, you know, just feeling the emotions of the night and everything and just kind of lost, yeah. you know, his, him, he probably just forgot to not call him Eric Rowan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wasn't like super mad at or anything. But I was like, am I tripping? Like, did he just say Eric Rowan? Yeah, just now? <laughs> did that just happen? And um, MJF's and Brody Lee Jr.'s interaction was pretty dope. So I think Brody Lee Jr. wants to be a wrestler. So I think this kind of gets him like into it. But then also it's like his, you know, his tribute shows for his father and to see his son actually there doing spots. It's pretty cool. And I feel like, you know, his, his dad would be proud of that. So I thought it was, it was very beautifully done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then also Rowan holding the sign at the end. Uh, goodbye for now, my brother. You know, it was beautiful, man. You know, yeah, that's tough, my G. <laughs> Super tough. So, but I think the next match. So the next match from here was what? Anna Jay and Tay Conti versus Penelope Ford and Britt Baker. So mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it a buck. 
this was my least favorite match on the whole card. Um, we ended with a sleeper. Uh, there's not much I can say about the match, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Wasn't really rocking with it. Not mad at that. Um, I it was okay. I thought it was a decent match. It was pretty decent. Um, but Tay Conti was just getting wrecked the whole <laughs> yes. match. <laughs> I was like, yo, is she gonna make a comeback? Like, what is going on? I didn't, I didn't get that part. But I think uh, they were just trying to build up for uh, Anna J to kind of have like the saving spot where she finishes the match. Yeah. Um, Britt Baker, man, she's just dope to watch, man. Like, I really feel like they should build the division around her more. Um, she's good on the mic. Her character is good. The doctor gimmick is cool. Like her finish is cool. I just, I really need them to build around her and then just have her go against someone else, and they just have a long rivalry to where maybe the women's division kind of gets bigger. You know what I mean? Just build around her slowly, and then maybe bring somebody else in. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a it's a decent match. I like the hot tag from Anna at the end, and um, they're just kind of paying respects to Brody. It's a decent little match. One of us thought it was decent. Good, good. All right. <laughs> okay. And uh no comments. And we had what the so it was a Brody Lee Jr. six man tag dream match. So it was like Team Taz, you know, Will Hobbs, Ricky Starks, mm-hmm. um Brian Cage versus Dark Order number ten, Orange Cassidy and um Cody Rhodes. Right. So like again, all three of those handpicked by Brody Jr. Um so off the off the rip, I don't care how many times I've seen it, like I never get tired of the Orange Cassidy hands in the pocket. Like, a low kick. <laughs> like you can do this every single match and it's still not gonna get old to me. Uh just a spot with yeah. Hobbs. Um yeah, I mean what what did you think about the overall match? I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was cool. Um I love that it was picked by Brody Lee Jr. The fact that he picked it, I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna sit and enjoy, enjoy this one. I'm not gonna rate it too harshly. Like this is what this young man wanted to right. see. So I'm just accepting it. Um I think Hobbs in the match had a lot of potential just watching him. I was like, man, I really want to see him kind of get more, you know, used to like wrestling and maybe doing more character work. Cause I feel like he's going to be something special just moving forward. It just kind of depends on where they go with him though. Um, I really like Ricky Starks. Bro. I do too. Like, he kind of reminds me, he reminds me of a young rock. Yeah. Not to compare him. Cause I feel like you can't compare anybody to the rock, but he reminds me of like younger rock, like nation of domination rock. With just like his little subtle movements and his face, like the way he makes his faces and stuff, and the way he wrestles, it kind of just reminds me of like The Rock when he was younger. Um, Orange Cassidy was entertaining per usual. Um, I kind of want to see a little bit more from Ten in the match because I know Ten is like one of um, Brody the Junior's favorite wrestlers, like one of his most favorite wrestlers, and he's from the Dark Order. So I thought he'd be doing more in the match. And I, um, but and I think he ended up getting, like, he gets a win in the end, but I wanted to see him yeah. more, especially, like, he's not going to be in the main event, like, on a weekly basis. I mean, like, this was his main event yeah. thing. So I would have liked to see him more. Um, it was I, I, it was a little odd with the Taz and Arn Anderson thing. Like, they had a spot where they were, like, on the apron at the end of the chairs. Like, I didn't really get that, but um, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just kind of me. Yeah, it was, it was like, okay. Yeah, okay, I don't know what we're doing. Um, so yeah. they did do a thing at the end where like Sting and Darby emerged from the same place at the end. So I will say this: like the Sting emerges thing, I'm waiting for Sting to actually throw a punch or like hit somebody <laughs> because it's like yeah. you can only do this so many weeks in a row. Not to take anything from the show at all, <laughs> but he's come out yeah. and done the same thing. He showed up where Team Taz is, showed up where Darby is, and showed up where Cody is. He appears and Tony Schiavone says, it's Sting. You know what I mean? Like he does the whole thing, but it's like, okay, I saw that four weeks ago. Andrew. Um, again, right. not taking anything from it, but it's like, he needs to actually fight someone really soon. Or I'm just, it's just going to be like, mm. okay, Sting's going to appear. He's not going to throw a punch. It, it is what it is. You know? It's like, get somebody the scorpion death lock <laughs> or something. Hit somebody with a bat. Hit, some, hit somebody with a bat. Yeah. You have bats on your t-shirt. Let's see that bat. Stinger's black. Swing that bat. <laughs> Yeah, I like them coming out together though. Like that, just that moment of Darby and Sting coming out together, yeah. I thought that was dope because it's like Darby's kind of like reminiscent of a Sting type. I of still want to see that one, one like so, that. Yeah. yeah, that ominous kind of character just in the rafters watching, lurking. I like that kind of stuff. Um, but it'd be cool. Like, I wonder if they're gonna do like a Sting as his mentor, manager kind of yeah. role. I feel like that would make sense, and like that way he doesn't have to wrestle because. I know last time he wrestled with Seth Rollins, it didn't really end too well because Seth Rollins is kind of wild, <laughs> but um, <laughs> in that match. Um, but I don't know. I just I need to see him do something like you said. Like 
he has to do something like, is he just going to look cool and be Sting? Or is he going to mix it up with somebody? You know what I mean? Like, that needs to happen. Like, you can only see the snow I don't know if it's going to be at. Yes, like, I don't know if it's going to be at the next pay per view or what, but it needs to be soon. (laughs) And I think uh, to close the show, they had the. They they did the Cody Rose. uh, You know, Cody Rose is on the mic at the end, and they were giving, like, they were giving Brody Jr. the retired boots and the TNT championship for life. Like, that was was beautiful, bro. Um, I love the, the pictures and the videos they had from both companies, like, not just. AEW footage, but mm-hmm. also has him with like Seth Rollins and Biggie and Becky Lynch, and, like his photos, like this stuff of his entire career. Like it, it was a way to close the show. I respect it. Yeah, yeah. Watching Cody trying to fight back the tears in his speech, I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> they're making me feel all the feels right it's now. <laughs> Let me make it through this. The whole show was just tough to watch. Like everybody was very emotional, and you know, just paying tribute to this man that was just an amazing person and an amazing family man. Um, and him putting uh, his son putting the boots down and the bandana down, I thought that was really beautiful. Um, and then with the video package, like I almost cried, bro. <laughs> like I was like, all right, man, up, bro? give it up. Like it up. I might have to shed a tear real quick, yeah. you know what I mean, for Brody. Because it was hard to watch, but it was very beautifully done. Um, and I just think the whole show is just beautiful. I can't even rate it. Like I'm not even going to rate it. I just thought it was beautiful. And, you know, just I want to kind of just send our thoughts, you know, and prayers to his family and, um, just kind of pay respects to Brody. I just think it was an amazing show, and I always remember this show and what they did for Same him. Here. So we <laughs> saved the worst for last. <laughs> Monday Night Raw. Let's get into it. Yeah, start off with the in loving memory to John Huber, aka Luke Harper, which was nice. Same thing on SmackDown. Same. Yeah. Could have did a video package, you know what I mean? Yeah, just With a picture again. Yeah, I was yeah. I was expect like because we got the Pat Patterson tribute a few weeks ago, not comparing yeah. it to, but I feel like we should have got more than that. Hopefully, they're working on something. I think they're working on like a WWE Network special, but still a quick video package. Something like anything would have been, you know. Yeah, something, something. For the ex for the actual show that started, um, so the script is horrible. Um, <laughs> so they started out they started out with Drew in the ring and they did this thing. They do that thing where, you know, Drew comes out and then Sheamus interrupts him and then Keith Lee interrupts him, like, and then that sets up a match for later, like typical raw stuff that we all see that. Mm-hmm. Um it sounded like they wanted Drew to promote the the Legends Raw that was happening next week, you know. Um so basically all this, I think ten minutes in, all this to set up a match between Keith Lee and Sheamus for the number one contendership that they probably could have just announced from the jump. Um, yeah. what, what did you think about the segment like just how it started like yeah it was just okay um i mean i understand like the continuity of it just trying to continue from the fact that they have the legends raw coming so promoting that and then yeah the moment last week to where it ended with Sheamus pretty much like kicking <laughs> you know keith lee so i, I get that part of it but i couldn't do it without some of it um, without i did like script. drew start yeah without the script i, I did like drew starting off with the uh it's Monday, you know what that means, and the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind yeah. of pay tribute to Brody. Um, I, I did like that. Um, I thought it was wacky; couldn't mention him by name, right? Because um, you, you saw like on SmackDown, like they had the Brody arm pads on and everything, but like, why not just say his name? Just say Luke Harper. Like y'all own the name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that part was just a little weird to me because like, you have a lot of people that are his friends on the show, and you can't really say his name. Um, and I, it seemed like a lot of his like speech, Drew's speech, was kind of dedicated towards. Uh, Brody Lee in a way, like he was talking about the fans, but it almost seemed like he was talking about Brody. I don't know if you picked that up, but that's something I kind of picked up. Did not just listening up. to it. Um, it's almost like he was kind of coding it towards him. Um, for me, it was like I don't understand why Drew McIntyre always walks out in ring gear. Okay, bro, I wrote. Okay, I wrote the exact same thing down. My man came out like in front of, I guess, thousands of people, you know, via video or whatever. Yeah, with yeah. no shirt on and a cute like in ring gear, but you're not fully wrestling. baby oiled, fully, fully ba- baby oiled down and not wrestling. What is the point, bro? That's why I said they should have just like if he's not going to be in a match, I don't get why he came out baby oiled down, um, and not fighting. It didn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's like usually like he'll come out with a leather jacket on, or, like a t shirt, some jeans. While all of a sudden now he's just like walking around with baby oil on his chest, like. <laughs> 
It doesn't make any sense, man. With, any with sense. no match for the night. Like, it doesn't. It was the same with Sheamus, too. Sheamus came out, and at first, it's like, I didn't know it was going to be a match later on. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was a segment, but it's like, why, did Sheamus, why is Sheamus coming out here with full ring gear on? Right. Like, what is the purpose of it? Um, but I did like uh, Keith Lee's, like, his side of the promo in it. Even though it's kind of scripted, I liked, like, the emotion he had in it. You could tell, like, as far as his character, he's still upset about that following week. So I like that continuity aspect of it. Um, and then just, like, watching the segment, I was like, man, like, Seamus used to really be a big star. And now he's just kind of like this big mid-carter. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, you know what I mean? Like, it's I kind of, it made me think, like, damn, I wish they were doing more with Seamus. And they are, but it's like. Not really. He should he should be bigger. Like, he should be. Yeah. How they were building him before, he should be, like, a John Cena type. Randy Orton type character, but I don't know. Yeah, so like that's just me. Yeah, and like leading to the actual match, so they act, they finally get to the match like after like twelve minutes. Like it's Keith Lee versus Sheamus for the number one contendership. Like just watching the match, like although it was a number one contendership match, neither one felt like a number one contender to me. Like just looking at it, um, mm-hmm. like I don't know, like like you said with Sheamus, like it just didn't feel like he was going to be a number one contender or or, or Keith Lee, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I say this about every Sheamus match; it was a physical match. Um, but he's always physical. He's always physical. But like to me, just watch Irish him. fight. <laughs> that's, that's a Drew impression. impression. It's an Irish fight. <laughs> that's a Drew. Okay. So <laughs> I feel like regardless. So to me, watching it, I feel like regardless of whoever won, I was in my mind. I was like, they're going to lose due to outside interference, like to set up like a triple threat match. Like I don't. I couldn't see neither of them like going over over Drew. Um, but yeah, I was low key shocked that Keith Lee got the win over Sheamus, uh, because mm-hmm. I felt like the real story, like more of the stories, more so Sheamus, and they probably they're probably more likely to go with the oh, he was my best friend, but now I'm turning on you type thing. Um, yeah, I feel like Sheamus is just gonna interrupt the match, even though Keith Lee won, like setting up a triple threat, because neither one, like standalone, really looks like a contender to me for Drew's title, like at this point, you know what I mean? So yeah. The real feud is in like in a three-way match, so I'm thinking that that maybe was happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not a solo match. I didn't think about that. Like I would be mad if it was a triple threat at the Rumble, but then it's like I'd rather see Keith Lee in the Rumble match yeah. itself. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know. They're doing their own thing with that. Um, for me, it's like I love the aggression in the match. It was very aggressive. It was physical. <laughs> Sheamus is physical. Every physical. Every match Sheamus has is physical. <laughs> physical. He brings the him in an Irish fight. Is that better? <laughs> That's Drew. Bruh. That is a Drew. Okay. That's not better. That is a, that yeah. is a Drew McIntyre impression. That is not a Sheamus impression. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. An Irish fight. You just sound no, like Drew. Yeah, That's still Drew. That's still Drew. That is Drew. Drew. You're right. You're right. My bad. <laughs> but uh I feel like in the match, like you could tell like they really didn't rock with each other, like they were still upset with each other from the promo pe- like prior. Yes. Um I didn't really care for Drew McIntyre being on commentary. I could barely hear what he was saying. I didn't care for it either. Like he was just like, Yeah, um, I mean they're we're, I'm a friend of his and uh and I was just like, What are you saying? Speak up. Like <laughs> speak up in the mic, bro. <laughs> speak up. But uh, I thought um the spirit bomb from Keith Lee on Sheamus is very impressive because that's a big dude. Like, Sheamus isn't little. Like, that's a big guy. He got some meat on him. Uh, pause. But <laughs> it was, I thought it was dope. Um, and I, I like the clean win over Sheamus. Like, he kicked him in the head to end the last show. Like, y'all were teammates. And then now this week, it's like, I get the win over you. Like, I like that. I didn't – I like the continuity of it. But um, it does kind of seem like they're leading towards, like, a triple threat situation versus, like, just Drew versus one person. Because you can't just, like – get one person out of the way. Like, they both have to be involved in some way. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, Seamus definitely interferes on Monday. So, just FYI, that's going to happen. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, another match that ends the DQ. So, the next match I think we had, what, the Miz versus Grand Metalik. Um I don't know why this match is happening at all, but, you know, um, I, I didn't know the exact purpose of it, but I was kind of low-key glad they booked it because Grand Metalik is kind of really underrated. Um, he really carried the match. Not not that Miz is terrible, but I mean, like, his speed, like, as far as him being, like, a luchador, like, him, his pace in the match, like, Grand Metal League kind of carried the match. Um, mm-hmm. It's cool to see Grand Metal League get, a, like, a clean win because, like, I mean, they've never done anything with Lucha House Party, and I don't think they ever will do anything with them. Yeah. But it's just, like, I just hope that they... I don't, I don't know where they go from Miz for here, like just losing clean the Grand Metal League, like clean, like losing clean. And then now, <laughs> yeah. you know, like now we're talking about the money in a very brief, briefcase. Like, I just, I don't know where you come from there, like booking wise. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. What did you think? Watching it, it was just like, man, they've really done a terrible job of establishing a Lucha House party. Like, <laughs> I remember watching them at a live event. And I was just like, they should be doing more with them. Like, they're fun. Everybody's doing the dance, the Lucha dance with them. The music is great. Like, why not do more with this trio? You know what I mean? Like, even if it was like them versus the New Day or something. They should have given the belts. Um, yeah, they should have given the belts. So they did something with them. Um, so that's that's like my first thought, just kind of watching it. Um, they did, they had like a little talking segment too before that, where it was like Grandma Elite talking. And I was like, he can talk. Like <laughs> they they talk because like they've never had the Lucha House Party really. You're right anything. though. Like they're just kind of there. Yeah. Um. But I did like Miz's intensity in the match. It seems like he really wanted to regain the Money in the Bank briefcase and just kind of eventually obtain the WWE title again. But then he took the L to Grandma the Leak, and it was okay, like, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, like, all right, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but all right. Um, and then for me, it's like, I just hope that this win kind of leads to the Lucha, Lucha House Party doing more. I'm hoping it's not just a one-off thing, and then, like, that's Back it. to chasing the 24-7 like, title. Around the yeah, I feel like Raw has so much. Raw has so much talent, but it's like you forget that they have people there. You'd be like, "Oh, like he's still there." Yeah. I thought they released right. him. Like I didn't know they were still the same, bro. I thought so they let him out. They need to do a better job. They need to do a better job. Yeah, and I think next. Um, so I hate these. I hate that they do these on a weekly basis. I wish they were doing something else. But they had the Alexis Playground thing. Um, mm-hmm. So this wasn't even the final segment because they, they do have a segment later. But Alexa comes out on like a full on swing set in the middle of the ring. Um, and like, I think she's plugged <laughs> Legends Night again. Um, and, you know, like Randy didn't come out. Like, he's in the playhouse. Like, he's backstage in the playhouse. And they really use this segment to announce that later they're going to have a segment, which I absolutely hate it. I feel like it's just a waste of TV time. Um, I don't know. This, this, this to me, like, felt a little pointless. They could have just had the one segment at the end versus saying, Hey, we're gonna have a second later. Like, I don't know. It's too much for me. Yeah. I did like when Alexa, she was out there, she was like um talking about the fiend, just being like, I don't know who he prays to. I think that added like more character to the fiend, just all the things she was saying, and kind of almost like she's afraid of him, but she also respects the fiend. I kind of like that. And especially like later on in the show where she has the, another segment with Randy. I think it just adds to like the lore of like what the fiend character is. And it kind of makes you think, like, is the fiend really gone? Like, was he, was he really burnt? Was he going to come back? Like, and obviously he's going to come back eventually. <laughs> um, but just watching, I was like, man, they, they're really adding more to the fiend's character, and kind of even though he's not on the show, he still seems like a threat. You know what I mean? Um, and then uh, <laughs> I thought Randy going to the Firefly Funhouse is funny. Just him like beating up the puppets, like, bro, you beating up puppets? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Like. But it's like, you know, he's trying to get into the, the mind of the Fiend and Alexa. Um, I like him acknowledging the artwork of Sister Abigail's house being burnt down, just kind of seeing that and being like, oh, okay, this is nice. I think that kind of adds more to, like, the Fiend and Randy um, debacle that's going on. I wasn't mad at the acting. I thought it was no, please don't praise this segment because they're going to continue to do it. I hate it. Like... It was a decent <laughs> no. segment. I'm not going to lie. Okay. It was decent. All right, we, we strongly disagree. We, we are two opposite sides of the two totally opposite sides but yeah okay i like the blue uh, i hated it bro all right um <laughs> so next we had what it was aj versus elias um for me it was this was a good match like i forgot how good elias is um elias like elias had some moves that he had some moves that surprised me like i think he had a he had like a, a tightrope um into a meteora like and then mm-hmm. also like a spinning he had like a spinning tko like after now, after seeing Elias, like I was hoping that Elias could actually beat AJ to continue the feud, because um, his feud has just been like drifting. I don't know. Um, no pun there. Um, he's the drifter. He's drifter. He's the drifter. But yeah, like he's just been drifting on Raw, and they haven't really utilized him other than you know getting interrupted with the guitar and everything on a weekly basis. Um, I think AJ ended up winning this match, right? Didn't he? I think so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, but yeah. It was forgettable. But, yeah, it was yeah, it was forgettable. So. Like he he lost, but AJ lost to Drew, so I guess he kind of needed this win more than Elias. But still, like, eh, Elias kind of needs something. Maybe. Yeah, I think watching it was nice to see that he was actually doing more. I don't know what him and Jackson Riker's relationship is just yet. Yeah. I think he's just kind of drifting with him. I guess. <laughs> like he's in the back just listening to him play guitar. Like, yeah, I like this song. Why are you here? It reminds me of home. <laughs> Like what? What are y'all doing? Why are you here? Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's just he hasn't really done anything significant since his feud with Jeff Hardy. 
So it's nice to actually see him like on the main card doing something more, you know, be more relevant with AJ. Um, and he was really like he looked really strong in the match, somewhat strong. Um, he there's a few spots where he's just kind of tossing AJ around like a rag doll, and it kind of like it showed like Elias is like his more aggressive side, I guess. You know what I mean, in the match. Um, and then I just feel like what almost is like he's very intimidating, but he does he does nothing. absolutely nothing. And it's like I just want to see him like choke slam somebody, like big boot somebody, like do something else. Like, what's your Put finisher? Hands like, what on do you somebody. do? Yeah, yeah. And like, I just was like, can they do a tag match where it's like AJ and Almost versus Elias and Jackson Riker or yeah. something? Like, let's see this dude mix it up. Like, okay, you're like, you're like this enforcer character, but what can you do? You know what I mean? Like, even though like back in the day, Shawn Michaels had Diesel, Diesel as an enforcer, Diesel still right. wrestled. You know what I mean? So it's like. Let's see almost do something. That's that was like my main takeaway from it. Um, and it's like, what is the end goal for this character? Like, is he just gonna keep defending AJ? Is he gonna be a bodyguard? Is he gonna actually mix it up and wrestle? I'm feeling that too. Yeah. Um yeah. I think next we have what Charlotte and Nia Jax. And yes, uh Charlotte with Oscar versus Nia Jax with Shayna Baszler. Ah, yeah, yeah. I think the story behind this was like, you know, Charlotte getting I guess seeking revenge after she, her injury from, you know, quote unquote, I'll just say quote unquote injury from Nia Jax a few months ago, um, which I don't even think she was actually injured. I think she just took a break from WWE. Uh, Probably. I love how WWE is taking this Nia as this unsafe worker thing and it's just really ran with it. Right. Like, she's just like injury people and like taking out Lana. That's, like, your, that's character. your character. Your real life mistakes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your real life mistakes is your yeah. character. Um, uh, but yeah, like the match, I mean, the match was like interesting towards the end. Um, not surprised it ended in a DQ because like this is raw, they don't want anybody to look weak. But, um, mm-hmm. I do want to see, I kind of want to see the tag match with Oscar and Charlotte versus Nia and Baszler. Um, hopefully they take the titles off of them so that you know, Oscar and Charlotte can just fight. You know, like that's my only takeaway from this whole thing. Yeah. But again, we have a women's title yeah. that's not being defended at all. So many people are getting lost in the roster because. We're not really defending these titles. Like, same thing with um, mm-hmm. what's the name? Um, with Bobby Lashley's U.S. title. Like, there's so many. Like, Elias could be def- competing for the U.S. title. There's a lot of people getting lost in the roster because they're not defending the main titles at all. They're just teaming everybody up and put them in the tag team matches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for the match for me, um, I did like the history of Nia kind of being there injuring Charlotte. Like, I liked them showing that segment. It felt like a little too late, yeah. though. Like, they should have shown this last week and then had this be the reason why Charlotte came back was to, like, spite Nia Jax for injuring her. Like, that would have added more right. to this because last week it was more so just, like, Charlotte being like, well, I'm a champion and I like gold, so this is why I'm <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, this is why I did this. Like, it should have been like, no, I hate Nia. Like, she injured me and put me out for, like, a bunch of months. Like They I, probably totally forgot that, that they even thing. did that, honestly. Yeah, and it's like they added this week, and I was like, oh, that's why you came back. This makes more sense now. You know what I mean? Like, y'all building this. Um, but I thought it was a very aggressive back and forth in the match. Um, and Nia, like, actually was selling. Like, she was selling and, like, working in this match. I don't know if you noticed, but, like, she was, like, a step faster than usual. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because, like, she was in the ring with Charlotte or what, but, like, she was really mixing it up with her. And I like I liked Nia in this match. Um, it's got to be the Charlotte effect. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be the Charlotte effect. Um, but I I, lo- I love the match. Like I thought the match was dope, and then Shayna came in and interfered, and it kind of just messed it all yeah. up for me because it was getting really good. Um, but I feel like WWE just has this thing with just ruining matches before they get great. Like it'll build up and be like a really dope beginning of a match, and then somebody jumps in and interferes, and then that's it. So that that kind of bothered me a little bit. Um, they could have more classic matches. I feel like if they wouldn't let people interfere and mess it all up. But exactly. I don't know, that's no, just me. That's but I think from here, like the next match they had was what the um, the eight man tag, and this was like the last. It's like the last match we actually got for the night. It was, I think you know Bobby lastly declared himself in the Rumble for some reason because that's like a popular thing to do now. Um, I don't know why people <laughs> yeah. are doing this. It holds no weight. Um, it's just like, is this a plug for the Rumble at this point? You know, um, as for yeah. the actual match, I think it was what New Day and Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle versus the Hurt Business. So. For me, the match was good. Like, I'm mad they didn't do an eight man tag before. They've just been like alternating weeks where it's like Riddle and Jeff, you know, and it's really hard to see who exactly is fighting for Bobby's US title. 
um, because Jeff is consistently yeah. losing. But you know, Riddle's like out there. Um, I don't I don't know where they're going to that. But you know, the the master's good, especially like when it broke down. Um, like where everybody's like hitting their spot and then clearing the ring, especially when like Xavier Woods did the the Luke Harper clothesline. Like that was dope to me. Like that made me smile. Yeah, um, so. probably like the highlight of all. Like this this one match. Um, but I'm I'm pro- I'm low key. I was low key laughing at Jeff Hardy tapping out to Bobby Lassie for like the third week in a row. <laughs> like <laughs> like there is no he really doesn't have a merit to have like another rematch. Like it's just. He's consistently tapped out to the hurt lock. I don't get why there's still a story going on, but every week they throw Jeff Hardy out there and he's tapping out to the hurt lock. I don't get it. Is he is he trying to get the U.S. title? Like, because he really has like no claim to it because he's tapped out consistently. He doesn't know. Yeah, he's just getting swung around like a rag doll (laughs) and getting choked out every week. Like, that's not you're a Hardy boy, man. Like, you're a Hall of Fame. You're a future Hall of Famer, and that's how you're going out, dog. Yeah. It didn't make any sense. Um, but I think just coming out, like, the Hurt Business looked great yeah. with gold. Just seeing, like, all the Hurt Business with gold, except MVP, obviously. But just seeing them come out with gold, I was like, okay, like, this is going to be the faction yeah. of 2021. Like, it should be. Like, this should be the main focus of 2021 for Raw. Like, them building up the Hurt Business. Maybe Bobby gets the WWE title. Hold on now. Um, just, like, maybe I'm going too, too far. Too maybe far, I'm going too far. I don't know. But <laughs> I would like to see that. That's just me. Like, build them up to the moon. That's just me, though. But uh, at least put him in a match, you know, for the WWE title. Yeah, I feel that he deserves it. Yeah, and then um, I think Bobby's gonna dominate in the Rumble. I just have a feeling he will, but I don't think he's gonna win because obviously it's the U.S. title, and that wouldn't make sense for him to have the U.S. title and then the challenge. I mean, people have had unless they're unifying them. Except for somebody had both. Yeah, but um, I just I really love Lash's intensity in the match, um, especially after he claimed that he's gonna be in the Rumble. I thought that was cool. Um, and I just, I really like the Hurt Business. I want to see more for the Hurt Business this year and just see them built, be built up more. Um, I was kind of nervous for them in 2020, but it looks like they're doing better for 2021. Yeah. So we'll just have to see what's in store for them. But it was a good match. Was, I think it was the That's best what match I said, in the yeah. card. It was the best one so far, yeah. For me. And yeah. I think next they had, like, so they had a, just a quick segment where they gave Miz the money in the bank contract back. Um, which is interesting because he just lost clean to Graham and Leak. Uh, I have no idea what they're doing there and where they can go. Like, yeah. you know, I guess he's going to be a very, very beatable champion if he does get it. You know, he may he may cash in at the Rumble. Like who knows? Like I have no idea what he's going to do with that. Um, but yeah. the end of Raw was go ahead. I, I was kind of I was kind of happy that Miz got the briefcase back for me. Um, just because, like, I want to see him as champion again. Like, I feel like when he was champion before in his WrestleMania moment, he got rocked because yeah. The Rock was there. And there was this whole Rock versus Cena thing. So I just want to see him be a champion and have his Mania moment not be stolen. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what I want to see for him. And I feel like he's a great heel, but I feel like the way they're building him, he kind of looks like mm, a coward yeah. heel. You know what I mean? And he's kind of almost like having Morrison do his bidding. And obviously, there's going to be, like, a Morrison versus uh, Miz thing eventually. Um, but I wasn't mad at him getting the uh, the briefcase back. The dancing was kind of goofy that they that did was goofy, when bro. they got the case back. <laughs> like they danced like three minutes straight. I'm like, okay, like are you gonna cut away? They're, They're gonna cut away. Are you gonna keep dancing? Like what what's happening? So Vince yeah. was like, dance some more now. Um, <laughs> up the air, Morrison. So I did not like how they didn't end with the eight man tag and how they ended with the, the with the segment. I know you may say that you like it, but you know I don't know. Um, for me, the Alexa Bliss segment at the end of Randy, like I, I hated it. That's a condensed, that's a condensed yeah. version of it. That's a that's condensed it. version of it. No, that's not that's it. it. But that's a condensed version of it. I hated it. So like, so like the show took place on what was it? Was it the twenty eighth? So it was December the twenty eighth, and Alexa Bliss mm-hmm. pulls out a present, bro. Why? Like Christmas was already over for like. <laughs> It was over. over. She throws out a box of and it's present. And it's gasoline. Like she's telling, she's begging him to, to light the match. Like, I just, I just absolutely, I absolutely, <laughs> I was disgusted by. It. I hated it. And then, like, I love how, like, yeah. so they have Alexa Bliss quoting. She's pouring quote unquote gasoline on herself, which is clearly water. Like it's, it's clear. Like I'm pretty sure gas. I'm pretty sure it, gasoline yeah, is like, like yellow, water. but whatever. Um, but she was just pouring water all over herself and telling Randy to, to light the match. Like. I would. I absolutely hated it. Then Raw goes off, and it's like a cliffhanger, and we don't even we see him light the match. If he was standing that close to gasoline, I'm pretty sure like it would have lit anyway. But it's like I don't know. 
He's just so yeah. there were so many things. He stepped, he stepped in, in it. it. He stepped in it. What the, he bro, you can't even it, do yeah. okay. <sighs> I was I hated this so much. <laughs> like what a terrible way to enroll. Yeah. And then like the cliffhanger. We don't see her get burned. We don't know what happened. Um uh, man, if uh, I would have hated this as an opening segment, but to enroll like this, I absolutely hated it, bro. What what did you what did you think? Yeah, I didn't think it was that great. Like, I thought the segment earlier was great, but then it led to this, and I was like, oh, no, let's not do this right now. <laughs> let's not do this one. Like, for me, it was just like, so, like, is Alexa just going to sacrifice herself? Like, and then the whole time Randy was like, I'm not going to do what you want. You want me to do this so you can be back with the Fiend. Yeah. But then he did it anyways, and it was like, right. okay. Like, so I think they're just really trying to add to, the, like, the sadistic Randy Orton character. Um, but I don't know, just the segment didn't really do much for me. It's like, bro, you're a serial killer now. Like, this ain't you killing people on TV. <laughs> like, he should be in jail. Like, why do you, why is he still coming back every week? Tom Boston, I put an end to both of them. Like, you're lighting them on fire. Like, yes, yeah, I don't know. This was kind of extra. I don't like when they do something like this, like when they like yeah. kind of kill characters or like brutally harm them. Cause at this point, it's like they should be in jail. Because they've had wrestlers locked up before for stuff. So, like, he should be yeah. on trial somewhere. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Probably the least entertaining, least entertaining right. thing for me for, like, the whole night. Like, I just I absolutely hated it. Um, overall, I didn't give – I didn't even take the time to give this a rating. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. I'm just I'm just going through. Started with a segment. Okay. Keep leading Shamus match. Graham and Elite. Alexis Playground. AJ. Yeah. I'm not giving this anything higher than a 2 out of 5. Uh, or 2.5 out of 5. I'm not giving it anything higher than that. I refuse. Um, Eight-man tag was decent, but that's the only decent thing I can think of on this whole card. What what do you think? I think I'm going to give it a 2.5 out of 5, too. It was better than usual, but it still was raw. You know what I mean? So they haven't earned a 3 yet. You know what I mean? At first, I was like, maybe a 3, but like as we went through this, I'm like, nah, that's a a 2.5, dog. Yeah. Well, that was the Off Wrestling Podcast. Um, please do remember, if you did not like this episode, you cannot say that we didn't warn you that it was going to be trash from the jump. If you did not like our takes, <laughs> that's all you. Peace. Uh, see y'all next time. Peace out, Bloods. One. <laughs> Stop. <Two. laughs>